Welcome to Turbo Drive Live, only on Sega Sonic Radio, the number one source for Sonic music. Hey, 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 and welcome to Turbo Drive Live, only on Sega Sonic Radio. This is episode 60, otherwise I'm kind of nicknaming it episode sickly, because... uh, If you kind of don't notice what's going on just now, is that uh, I'm actually a bit under the weather. Yes, apparently I (coughs) have a very bad throat just now. Um, It's uh, I could definitely tell you that it was definitely much worse earlier in the week, being that Friday, where I could not speak a word. And uh, it was just absolutely bad. So I'm down with the sickness. And, uh, yeah, I've got, a, you know, it's totally fantastic. You know I'm do- using sarcasm. You know that because it's absolutely just balls. So anyway, <clears throat> uh, so welcome to the show. I, even even though I am sick and I don't feel that great just now, I'm still doing a show, which uh, I wasn't fit enough to do work, but I'm fit enough to do a show just for you people because I'm that damn, you know, um, you know, determined to provide you people, the fans, the, the listeners off Sega Sonic Radio, the opportunity to get your daily do- uh, your weekly do- dosage of Turbo Drive Live goodness. Yeah. So anyway, I uh, hope everyone's doing all, all right, better than me anyway. <coughs> I'll be coughing and spluttering all day uh, for the rest of the show. Welcome to the show, Turbo Drive Live, episode 60. 60 episodes already, which is fantastic. And, um, you know, it's a pretty amazing feat uh, for myself, because I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have seen myself doing more than, you know, 50 episodes. Well, not, not even more than that, maybe like more than 20. But, uh, no, 60, that's a... That's a absolute uh, milestone for myself. As my uh, uh, <coughs> headset kind of like rub, uh, the cable rubs against my jacket's uh, uh, teeth. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, but anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, what's gonna be happening on today today's show? Well, I'll tell you. And it's gonna be a lot t- in this week's show. I can tell you that. We've got ter- um, Sonic News Rewind coming up very shortly. Uh, it's got to be like uh, full of all the Sonic news that's been in the past and whatnot. Uh, and, you know. <clears throat> uh, then we've got Turbo's First Impressions uh, coming up shortly. It's got to be another Wii game. Um, obviously, I've been working on a lot of games just now. And this is got to be the, this is the most recent one I'm working on just now. And uh, I can tell you it's re- very damn hard, so I'll let you on to it later. And also, later in the show, I will play you people a little interview that I had earlier on in the week when uh, my voice was actually much better than this. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, and you will not believe who I actually got a chance to meet, uh, meet on Skype uh, on Monday. Uh, He's he's a fantastic guy, and uh, you know you people will literally shit your pants with excitement when you get a ch- chance to hear what who it was. So I'll tell you now, it's gonna be fan bloody tastic. Right? Okay. Um, 
And of course, if you've got any requests, send them into my uh, send send them into the show. Uh, you can send them in a couple of ways. You can send them to me on um, <clears throat> uh, Turbo. Uh, you can send them send them to me through normal email, which is turbo at tfmx.co.uk, uh, or if you want to send them to me uh, through um, Skype, it's the same email address. Search me up. Uh, it's I'm right there, but just send me a chat message. Don't send me anything else. Uh, don't send me a you know a, a friend a friend request or something like that. I don't want that. Thank you very much. I'm also on MSN. Same same thing. Although it's my old address uh, just now, which is uh, uh, turbo3d2 at tiskali.co.uk. But uh, I suggest not no no one you know contact me on MSN. Really, because it's more of a private thing, but I'm on there anyway. Uh, if you want to have, if people who already have me on MSN, give us a chat if you want to. If you're listening to the show, that is. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um. Then, uh, uh, if you're in the Sonic Stadium IRC chat room, uh, go ahead. Send me a send me a uh, message through there. Send me a private message. Uh, a couple of people have already, so that's cool. Uh, and speaking of the IRC chat room, let's give a big shout out to everyone who's in there. We've got Joshua, Chris, Rory, uh, head of Sega Sonic Radio, of course, uh, D'Artagnan, Falk, Gerbilsoft, JJ Forever's out just now, uh, Kado Shu, uh, um, apparently he's a long time listener of the show, but apparently I've never seen him, uh, on the show, uh, uh, why not? Uh, Kogan, uh, Master of Magic, uh, Metal Sonic, uh, Nier's di- uh, Near Dinner. Uh, he's having his dinner. Near's so far away. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so bad. Uh, Rattleman, Ricky. Ricky? Who the hell's Ricky? Uh, Ritz, Rolkin, Cy Bad Guy, Squirrel. Oh, lovely. Uh, Sky Shark's doing a research paper, but he's still listening to the show. Lovely. Uh, Sonicu and uh, Viger is in there as well. Um, also, several people on um, are sending me messages and guessing who who the person is on uh, who who I got a chance to meet uh, earlier on in the week, and you'll hear it short. Uh, you'll hear it later in the show. Um, but uh, obviously, it's not ju- it's not anyone from the Sonic fa- uh, Sonic fandom. I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> well, kinda, but uh, moving on, I'll try to get through this uh, as fast as I can because I really want you people to listen. I really want to. I really want you guys to listen to the interview later on in today's show. Or if you've already recorded that, you can already skip through all this boring crap that I'm giving you just now. But say, you know, be a fair person. If you're wa- uh, listening to this live, be sure to. Stay tuned the entire way through. Thank you very much. Anyway, uh, uh, right. And apparently, I I think I've pronounced Viger, uh, Vergers Viger's name incorrectly. Uh, so sorry about that. Uh, anyway, and also various other messages on the mess. Uh, Sonic Stadium message board saying, um, not message boards, the IRC chat room uh, saying, hey, you're a great DJs and Turbo. We like hearing you 
uh, hearing what you have to say and uh, you have a great show thanks very much Sky Shark uh, that was Sky Shark sitting there uh, you know uh, also wishing me if I was ever uh, any better later as well so thanks very much but uh, obviously I'm going to be pretty sick until Friday hopefully I mean I had to miss out a whole entire uh, have to miss uh, today's work uh, um, I had to like you know miss a whole day uh, today. I had to miss, skip. Uh, I I wouldn't say skip work, but I had to relieve myself because I was so determined to going in. But uh, it just my throat was just getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. But uh, eventually I got there, no problem. But uh, no, that's fine. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, moving on. Uh, do, 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 do. <clears throat> uh, seeing that I'm down with the sickness, why don't I play you a tra uh, guys a track uh, done by Disturbed? It's Disturbed's version of Get Down with the Sickness. So, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's totally better. Oh, and uh, Resident SD, uh, a friend of uh, the, you know, a friend of mine who also does a couple of you know, appearances on my TFMX podcasts. Uh, well, not mine. Uh, TFMX. He goes on to TFMX. I work for TFMX as well. But he's just joined in and he's uh, saying, uh, I'm I'm sounding a lot better than I was on Thursday night. So, so that's uh, a lot. Uh, that's a lot. Anyway, thanks very much, Resident. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, seeing that I'm down with the sickness, why don't you listen to Down with the Sickness, Done by Disturbed, and uh, we'll go straight into Sonic News Rewind right after that so uh, enjoy the song and whatnot and also there's gonna be a couple of other SSR related news in there as well so stay tuned okay here's Disturbed with uh, Get Down With The Sickness enjoy
Rewind. Hey there, guys. Welcome back to Son uh, Turbo Drive Live. Time for Sonic News Rewind. Yep. Uh, obviously, as I'm trying to get comfortable here and also try to ease off of my voice. Um, let's see. Right. <coughs> oh, dear, Jesus Christ. Right, okay. Sorry about that. Uh, obviously, disturb obviously, I was trying to find a different version of uh, Get Down With The Sickness. You know, the kind of like classy one, you know. Um, but apparently that was the only one I could find. Anyway, you know, if T-Bird was listening to this, he would actually be he headbanging to that song anyway. So, you know, fair deuce. <coughs> anyway. <coughs> Moving on. Um, right. Uh, okay. Earlier on, before I get officially started on the Sonic News, I w would like actually like to tell you about how bad you know, so besides being sick that's one half of being bad uh, how it's been a bad week for me this week but uh, the second half has been I was knocked out in the first round in T-Bird's competition yeah apparently I was very I was just very unlucky uh, getting out uh, being uh, knocked out in the first round and it's like I got uh, in my set of questions I got 9 out of 10 in Speed Nux's questions, he got 9 out of 10 in as well. Really, you know, he... No, actually, I got 8 out of 10, he got 8 out of 10. But, hypothetically, I would have been knocked out well before, you know, the tiebreaker. If Speed Nux only said... Only got in his... Uh, all, all five of his general... Uh, all five of his questions correct... Because he would have won, no matter what. Because um, one of his questions was, uh, um, how many how many points do you need to get an S rank on a level in Sonic Rush? And it's obvious, it's 10,000. Uh, 10, uh, not 10,000, 10, 100,000, that's what I meant. But... Uh, it's it's obvious, you know, it was plain obvious, because I've played Sonic Rush so many... I haven't played Sonic Rush in a long time, but I've played Sonic Rush Adventure, and I still know that you need 100,000 uh, points to win and get an S rank, It's which is near enough impossible, because you have to do tricks like uh, there, like there's no tomorrow, but and also speed through the level as fast as you can. Uh, but... Uh, Obviously, I suck because uh, the the final tie uh, the final tiebreaker question was uh, uh, if you added up the level select and the debug mode cheats together, uh, what's the total total points? And obviously, I chose to go second, and Speednux got a very good answer of 136, I believe. And I went all the way down to 80-something, 80 86 or something stupid like that. And I lost due to the fact that I didn't even, I forgot that uh, there were pretty high numbers in that, uh, in that code. So, basically, I was kind of downed for the rest of the day. I, I was, like, eating myself up because it was like, oh, fucking hell. But, uh, <coughs> you know, it's pretty crap. I mean, it was like, uh, Jesus Christ, I mean, I can't believe I've done, uh, it's like, I can't believe I got knocked out in the first round 
by get, you know getting a question well guessing a question incorrectly you know so I was pretty down by that but then obviously after that I was you know I shrugged it off being the man be the man and Sonic fan I am you know I just shrugged off and said fuck it there'll be another chance to prove my worth uh, prove my worth in uh, the Sonic universe but uh you know, it was just it was just bad bad luck in my part. I mean, me me and luck, we don't have a connection. <laughs> me and bad luck, we are chain linked to the feet. You know, <coughs> I'm probably the most unluckiest person on the world. And uh, being that I lost in that first round match, and I've you know my voice is pretty shot. That's how unlucky I am just now. But you know. Like they say, every black cloud has a silver lining, and obviously my silver lining was who I got a chance to interview earlier on this week, and you know it was it was a pleasure interviewing this guy. He was fantastic. He's a legend. He's an absolute fucking legend, and I, you know, it's it was just fantastic, you know. And even after the interview was done, even after we stopped uh, stopped. Uh, uh, recording stuff, I still asked him a lot of questions. I still, you know, I still had a great banter with him, and he's a fantastic guy. You know, um, he's 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 totally down to earth. He's like everyone else. He's like you and me. You know, he's fantastic. So, <coughs> but you'll get to find out later on in the show. Anyway, moving on. Um, Sonic news. Sonic news. Came through it. Um. Uh, you know, so, uh, yeah, if I can act- actually get the fucking thing in, and hello to all 28 listeners who's listening in just now to my terrible voice, um, but, uh, <coughs> bear with me, obviously, so, hi- here we go, uh, top three stories that are on Sonic News, uh, Sonic News just now, which you can find at www.sonicstadium.org forward slash Sonic News, uh, right there just now you can actually see the two three most top uh articles on there since before la- after last week's episode we have uh Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games hits the top 10 chart in the UK sales being at number 7 at the end of the week um which is pretty impressive and also number 1 in the Wii charts as well it's in number seven in the all formats chart, which is pretty impressive. Uh, you know, it's a good. <coughs> like I said, in my Turbo's first impression, it's a good game. It's not totally, you know, fantastic, and but it's a good replacement until Sonic, uh, Sonic gets to us in the form of Super Smash Bros. Brawl. That way, the real fight between Mario and Sonic will happen eventually. Because I've heard rumors that it's gotta be delayed until March, two thousand and eight, or even fact, actually, in fact, delayed until June two thousand and eight. Raising your eyebrow there, definitely, because I think it's an absolute plot of bullshit. Moving on, uh, <coughs> uh, right. Uh, Sonic Riders. Zero Gravity and Sega Superstars Tennis are have been dated. Uh, the, both of the games are going to be dated for March 2008. 
which is kind of kind of bad in our part, being that it's got to be released in on the first of uh, no on the eighth of July uh, over in stateside, which is lucky for you bastards again, being that we last time when Sonic Riders Riders came out, we only had to wait a month or about three weeks. <coughs> Excuse me, but um, no, this time around. We have to wait two months. What the fuck is that all about? Honestly, I don't know what the hell is taking people so long to produce an English-speaking game to a UK pub, you know, to a, U- a US game to a U- UK game. What the fuck takes about two months to make a game to try and put it on a format that works on our UK machines? What the fuck's all that about? Honestly, I'm getting sick and tired of you know, especially Sega. Especially Sega prolonging these games so fucking much that, you know, people are literally playing them to death beforehand. And when we get it, no one plays it on their end, which is just fucking sad. I.E. Guitar Hero. You know, Guitar Hero 3 was masked by every bastard who played it for about three months. Or two months, even. Maybe a month. I can't remember. But anyway, they had a good fucking long time before we got it over here in the UK. I mean, we didn't get it until November. People have been playing it since September in the US. So, lucky buggers. But anyway. <coughs> anyway, Sonic Riders, Zero Gravity, and Sega Superstars Tennis have been announced for March in 2008. Which is going to be alright. I mean, that's something I can look forward to in March. And uh, the final story on Sonic News Rewind, we have uh, Sonic New- uh, a new Sonic Riders uh, Zero Gravity trailer showing off some of the moves. It's kind of like uh, the trailer, uh, the kind of like moves trailer, uh, where it shows you what, what kind of uh, uh, abilities are in this version of the game that, that was uh, replacing the moves that were in the previous game, being that of the turbulence system, has been removed in turn with the gravity control system, which has been put into this game. And uh, obviously, it shows off some of the kind of like gravity splits or whatever, and uh, where you can actually alter the gravity by going uh, using shortcuts and whatnot, uh, which is pretty okay actually. It looks cool, and also it, there's something called the gravity drive. Uh, gravity dive, even sorry, and uh, it's basic. It looks like uh, that you're uh, doing chaos control uh, in the form of Shadow the Hedgehog in the Shadow the Hedgehog game, where you actually, you know, uh, are kind of like diving forward in that kind of style, which is pretty okay actually. Uh, so hopefully that that'll be pretty sweet when it comes out on and Nintendo Wii and PS2 when it comes out. Um, I wish it was. I wish it was on the other next generation. I wish it was on the other next generation consoles, i.e., the Xbox 360, uh, where you know a lot of achievement points can be point, uh, put into these games. But of course, most of these games are going to be put onto the Wii, i.e., you know, uh, Sega, uh, Sega Superstars Tennis and Zero Gravity are going to be on the Wii and PS2. Uh, don't know when. Uh, I don't know if uh, Tennis is going to be put onto. 360 in the PS3. I think they were talking about being on the PS3, PS, uh, Xbox 360, but I'm not sure. But I know Zero Gravity isn't going on to the Xbox 360. I know that, and I know it's not going on to the PS3. Thank fucking God. Uh, the, the, 
you know, handful of people who own that piece of crap. Anyway, moving on. So I I think I was wrong on the kind of like uh, the release date of when Guitar Hero 3 came out. It was actually October. So anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, right. Obviously, people are kind of like going, what the fuck, June, until Super Smash Bros. Brawl comes out? Well, apparently, it's <coughs> uh, June, uh, wait, well, it's basically got to be like, you know, um, kind of like touch and go with it, uh, with the game. It's only rumors. I class it as rumors. Uh, my good friend there at Resident ST is obviously saying that it is, you know, a fact, but I can tell you it's an absolute pile of bollocks. Just as much as the, you know, uh, uh, do, 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 um, the absolute pile of bollocks that uh, people have been uh, spreading around about the Sega Dreamcast 2, which is an absolute pile of shite. Because uh, I'm not saying the Dreamcast was a pile of shite. No, I'm not saying that. The Dreamcast was an awesome, you know, uh, console. But when Sega said that they were going to drop out of the hardware market and go into software, there was no turning back. It was final. It was an it was an obvious choice that Sega had to make. And how can they bring a console back from the brink of death uh, into a market where it's already competitive with the Xbox 360 and the Nintendo Wii and the PS3? already in hard competition with each other. Dreamcast wouldn't stand a chance. Uh, but anyway. Also Resonance putting on the formats of what you know, what consoles is going on to ten uh, Superstars Tennis anyway. And uh, uh it's gotta be the three sixty PS two, PS three, Wii and DS. DS? I don't know about that game. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of iffy offy there. But uh, Wii, obviously, I know, and PS2, I know, uh, and it's going to be on the 360 and PS3. I might get the PS, uh, Xbox 360 version. You know, I just I just want to get the achievements, really. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, right. Uh, now, obviously, um, if you haven't been checking on Sonic Stadium uh, just recently... We're having a big Christmas get uh, Christmas uh, celebration as such on the website. Uh, be now on Sonic Stadium and the Sonic Stadium message boards SSMB and uh, also Sega Sonic Radio is also involved as well. Um, yeah, I'm an achievement whore, I know, but uh, uh, if you haven't noticed. Uh, there's a big advent calendar uh, calendar on the main page, on the main splash page. Um, uh, um, with, uh, obviously, numbers. And, obviously, each day has its own, you know, unique Christmas-themed thing that we reveal. We always reveal, like, you know, TSS as a whole. You know, not just me, but, you know, TSS as a whole. It's pretty good. Um... But anyway, uh, on Thursday, it was either Thursday or Friday, I think it was Friday, 
that uh, Segasonic Radio uh, officially put up their brand new website. Yep, Segasonic Radio has now been refurbished with a brand new website, brand new URL, brand new uh, functions, being out of a up-to-date uh, uh, splash page, being out of all the latest shows that are going to be on and available at that time. Um, just now, obviously, um, if you go to radio.sonicstadium.org, that's the website, go there, and you'll see the main splash page of uh, Sonic Radio. And I can tell you, it looks fantastic. It looks absolutely perfect. Um, obviously, with the, you know, you've got the the two streams, you've got the AM and the FM stream, um, also, you got like uh, various tabs. You got a uh, program schedule. You got program t- uh, taskbar at the in between the header and the latest Sonic news section. Blit. Uh, this uh, Sega Sonic Radio thing, but uh, it gives you a little uh, time bar of when's the next show on, uh, what's on show, what's on air just now on Sega Sonic Radio, and. Uh, <coughs> Uh, obviously, it's yours truly, Turbo Drive Live. Uh, just now, if you're listening to this live, of course. If you're listening to the recording, obviously, it doesn't make any sense to you. But uh, just now, you know, and it's actually got a picture of my, uh, well, signature picture. It's not really my logo of the show, but it's close enough. I mean, I don't actually have an official logo of uh, uh, Turbo Drive Live, but that'll do just now. Uh, obviously, I didn't even know about that until now. <laughs> so much for people asking me and say, "So Turbo, what you gotta do?" And you say, "Do you have a lo- logo for the show?" It's like, nah. No one talks to me about this these things sometimes. But anyway, most importantly, it does actually gives us DJs to, you know, put on what what time our shows are gonna be on and when it's gonna, you know, when it's gonna start and when it's gonna ha- happen and whatnot. And that's a big thing. So it's fantastic. Also, there's a brand new downloads page on Sega Sonic Radio just now on Radio. SonicStadium.org. You go there. <coughs> there's a couple of tabs there. There's a download section. You can download any episode of Turbo Drive Live, uh, and also all the other shows, including Tea, tea Time and uh, the Sonic sh- uh, the Sonic Hour, and also Ro- uh, the Raccoon Zone and ver- various other favorites as well, including discontinued shows as well. But uh, and also one-off specials as well. So that's pretty cool as well. But um, yeah, it's pr- it's fantastic. I mean, I'm just I'm currently in the in the goings of down, uh, putting on every single episode I've ever uh, or every every single show I've done on Sonic Radio and putting it onto the downloads page for you to enjoy to you for you to listen. And it's gonna be fantastic. But anyway, uh, I'm just one episode short. Obviously, two episodes short because I don't have episode 19 on it. And I don't have obviously episode 90, uh, 60, 60 just now, uh, which is obviously the show you're listening to just now. But uh, if you have downloaded this from the downloads page, well done to you. Okay, <coughs> moving on. Uh, right. Uh, now, next song that's going to be coming up is uh, 
a song that I liked from an anime called uh, New Fist of the North Star. I don't know if you've listened to this um, in my previous episodes, but uh, this is the opening for Fist of the New Fist of the North Star uh, being a f- uh, performed by Gact uh, with uh, the song Luna. So I hope you enjoy this. Then after this we'll go be going straight uh, into Torpor's First Impressions. So I hope you enjoy this and uh, uh, be sure to, you know, Put in requests if you can, and uh, be sure to tune in to the interview that's going to be coming out very shortly. Okay, here's uh, Luna. Enjoy the song, and see you on the other side for Turbo's first impressions. Only on Turbo Drive Live, also only on Sega Sonic Radio. <laughs> Let me 
Turbo's first impressions. Hey there, people. Welcome back to the show. It's uh, time for Turbo's first impressions, and uh, Turbo's first impressions is on a Wii game that I've been working on just recently. And um, obviously, many people. I was talking with uh, Adam Tebow Tough uh, earlier on in the week about this game, and um, uh, well, about two weeks ago, whatnot. And, you know, he was trying to get it for as a Christmas present uh, to give to his grand, and then he would get it back. <laughs> it's you know, <laughs> be <laughs> a good thing for that. But obviously, it all fell through, and he just so desperately wanted to play it, and he then started playing it, which is a good thing because this game is shit hot and shit hard as well. Um, and you people would know it on the Wii as. Resident Evil The Umbrella Chronicles. Now, uh, Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles is a rail shooter. Uh, most of the game is to um, kind of like retell the story in the Raccoon City, you know, incident that happened in the game series. So this is a real good game for people who have played Resident Evil 4 but hasn't played any of the other Resident Evil games out there on the other formats, um, it's an okay, but it still needs some brushing up on some some of the history. Being a uh, in Resident Evil Umbrella Chronicles, it only covers zero, one, and three. It does it doesn't co- cover two. Well, it covers two loosely, being that you have to collect files to actually find out what what the hell happened in number two, but uh, you don't actually play play through any uh, kind of like, you know, uh, levels that have any relation to number two. Um, It's all related to three. Now, (coughs) excuse me. Uh, Right, with Umbrella Chronicles, it starts off very slow. Yes, it starts off very slow, being that you have to start at the very beginning, which is number zero. And you had to play as uh, the two characters that were in that game, which was Rebecca Chambers or um, Billy Cohen. And uh, you eventually progress through the game, you know, revisiting the kind of like uh, sites that you, you know, that were in Zero. So you had the train to start off with, then you had the research center. (coughs) (coughs) Excuse me, sorry. Just love. Yeah. In my throat, but um, you know, and then eventually you go into the kind of like underground level kind of like stuff, and uh, you get to meet uh, Doctor Marcus, uh, who's the kind of like Leech Queen or whatever the fuck it was. Uh, but obviously, everything is totally different. And it's like the cutscenes are different. The, uh, the the way they tell the story is different. Obviously, they have to compress that. Compress the stories into just like about three chapters of first per- uh, first person arcade ra- rail shooting um, uh, challenge goodness as such. But um, even though they miss out a couple of things, and obviously they miss out a lot of you know uh, things that were from the actual games themselves. Like for example, uh, they don't portray. Uh, Dr. Marcus as this big guy in a white robe with long flowing hair and whatnot. No, they just, you know, they just move him in, uh, move him into the scene in his, you know, uh, leech form as his older self, uh, which was kind of, which kind of 
kind of was suck, sucky as such. Because if you played the original game, you would know, understand wh- how I would feel about that. Where they just like, oh, they're cutting corners for Christ's sake, you know. <coughs> so anyway, um, uh, once you finish that, you get to unlock uh, several other kind of like uh, sides, like uh, side uh, chapters as such. Um, being that you can play as Wesker in the game. Now that's the main new thing that's hap- uh, that's in Umbrella Chronicles is that you actually get to play as Wesker in the game. And this is before and before, during, and after he, you know, injected himself with the T virus or G virus. I can't remember which virus he injected himself with. It was either the T or the G can't remember but uh, I think it was the G the experimental one that William Birkin was working on but anyway <coughs> uh, with uh, Wesker you actually get to meet up with a couple of other characters uh, that are kind of like the the backbone the backbone of Umbrella and uh, you know you know he obviously you know, you get you get to fight uh, fight off uh, zombies with Wesker and whatnot, and you get to know what happened behind the scenes in the Resident Evil games, and um, you know you carry on from there. Then you carry on from zero to one, where you play as either Chris Redfield or Jill Valentine. You play as one of those characters, and then you you know progress through the story uh, for for. Um, then once you've done uh, once you've done that, um, you know you get to um, find out how Rebecca met up with Richard Alkin, um, who was uh, the guy who got eaten by the snake or eaten by the shark or whatever uh, in the first game, and uh, you know you get to find out you know how he and uh, Rebecca survived in the mansion. And uh, obviously to carry on and whatnot, and uh, eventually, you know, uh, story unfolds from there. Then, in you know, once you've you know uh, completed one, you get to see how how did Wesker survive? How did he he escape? Uh, you know, how 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 did Wesker do it? You know, how did he get out of there in time? And uh, it show you know shows him fighting off you know zombies and also uh, Lisa Trevor. Who apparently was supposedly dead in uh, number one? <coughs> Excuse me, but um, apparently she just like you know comes out of nowhere and attacks attacks Wesker, and Wesker is like, "I thought we killed you, you f- you, know, you ugly monster, blah." So, but the only problem is is that Wesker, even after taking the T virus. He's still as vulnerable as any other character in the bloody game. Uh, bloody game, so that's kind of pish. Being that you know, you, he, he's like you know, like any other character, he's like totally vulnerable. He's not superhuman at all, you know, <laughs> which kind of sucks. But anyway, <coughs> moving on. Uh, once you've done the, uh, you know, uh, the Resident Evil One adaptation, you, you then go into Resident Evil uh, the. Raccoon City 
incident itself being at in the in the adaptation of number three. So you get to play as either Jill Valentine, obviously, and or uh, uh, Carlos. Uh, Carlos Marez. I can't remember his last name, but his, his name's Carlos. And uh, <coughs> um, but um, you get to playing it. And in fact, some of the opening scenes of the sets was pretty good. In fact, the Resident Evil Three opening scene is worth worth seeing. Really, I mean, um, you know what happens in that opening scene. Uh, Jill Valentine is fighting off a couple of zombies. Guess what she does? She climbs up a wall. A zombie comes to attack her. Guess what she does? She puts the zombie right in between her legs. Holy shit. That zombie is the luckiest zombie in the entire world. Being that he's getting an upskirt shot of the Jill Valentine's skirt. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. That's a hell of a way to die. You know, so... Uh, so, lucky to him. Uh, but anyway, moving on. Uh, eventually, you know, it, it <coughs> you get to <coughs> go into certain areas of Raccoon City that you would never get to a chance to, uh, you know, go to in the actual games themselves. Like, you actually go down into the subway and, uh, you know, get uh, move along to, you know... Uh, see certain things um, then eventually once once you've completed that story and in fact in one of the chapters you have to get a certain rank to unlock some of the extra stories and some of the extra stories is you know one extra story uh, tells you how the hell Ada survived in the Raccoon City incident you know, Ada, the woman in red in Resident Evil 4, for all those people who played Resident Evil 4 and don't know who the hell Ada is. Uh, well, <coughs> well, obviously, it shows how Ada survived. Barely. Very barely. I mean, at the start of the level, you actually don't have any health. Well, you have very, very little health to begin with. If you get hit twice, that's it. It's over. So, obviously, you have to be very aware and obviously have a couple of, you know, big guns with you as well. Um, but uh, moving on uh, also one of the extra stories is obviously the Force Survivor story being that of Hunk from uh, the Umbrella Special Forces um, you know the guy Mr. Death the guy in the mask you know him yeah you get to play as him obviously but uh, moving on uh Uh, um, after that you actually get into the actual new stuff into Resident Evil apparently uh, after the Raccoon City department uh, the Raccoon City um, you know incident uh, five years from then I think it was five years ah, five years in 2003 uh, Jill and Chris are in a anti-biohazard uh, unit, being that they found out where Umbrella was hiding for the past five years, and start to make a, an attack on a Russian uh, laboratory base, and they try to put the crackdown on it and stop whatever creatures are being, you know, created. And obviously, there is a creature being created 
and uh, eventually you have to go in and stop it. Simple as that. Once you stopped it, obviously, bada bing, bada boom, you completed the game. Or have you? That's when it comes in. Where once you've completed the final, the final main uh, chapter in that story, you actually get to play through Wesker's story as well. So obviously, once you've played through Wesker's story, you get to find out how the hell did Wesker get that technology from Umbrella uh, in Resident Evil 4. If you haven't played separate ways, of course. But uh, anyway. Um, in the game, the game kind of gameplay, obviously it's on rails, it's a rail shooter, but it's also it's kind of tedious. Being that it also has a capability of using the Wii Zapper peripheral, uh, which is obviously a shell for uh, shooting apparatus. But uh, obviously I don't have it to test it. It was released this Friday, but I didn't get a chance to get it. Uh, being that I've been just totally sick. I, I've been sick. I couldn't get get into uh, town and actually get one. Uh, it comes with uh, Link's crossbow training as well. But I might get a chance to get that sometime. Um, if we ever have the stock of it, of course. But... Uh, Overall, just, you know, I've played with the Wiimote and the Nunchuck. You need the Wiimote and the Nunchuck to play because you need the Nunchuck, the analog stick, to move the camera. Yes, you can move the camera over, up, down, left, right to change your uh, view of the scene. <coughs> and then you've got the crosshair with the Wiimote. Then you just shoot with the B button. You <coughs> You interact with the... Uh, scenery. If there's like an item, you can pick it up with the A button. Uh, you can shoot pretty much anything and everything in the game to reveal more items or files or whatnot. Because you need to collect files to get higher higher rank. You need to kill enemies in a certain way to get higher rank. You have to get headshots. You have to you know get like cl uh, critical hits. You need to you know uh, kill as many enemies as possible. Destroy as many objects as possible. It's it's all hell hellfire and brimstone. It's it's just absolutely insane to get try try to get higher higher ranks. Also in the game, there's a kind of like customize customize uh, leveling up system with the weapons that you collect. First off, you always have an unlimited uh, handgun. You always have an unlimited handgun, no matter what. But in the game, you've also got like certain other uh, weapons. You've got shotguns, grenade launchers. Um, Submachine guns, machine guns, rocket launchers, mag uh, clock magnums, magnums, you know, you name it, you've got it. Um, you've even got the hand cannon in, in, in there as well, which was in Resident Evil 4. But uh, a lot's in it. Uh, you get to customize it. You get stars for every time you get... Uh, um, you get stars for every time you complete a, a level. And... Uh, uh, you know, infinite ammo on a handgun, it's not its not as uh, great as it sounds. I mean, infinite ammo on a handgun is basically the the base gun that you have to fight off the, the undead and whatnot. Which is pretty shitty. It is pretty shitty, I can tell you that. I mean, the... <coughs> and also, if you're trying to get a critical headshot on a zombie, you know, <coughs> it's pretty much near impossible uh, but anyway uh, yes you do need to uh, yes you do need to reload it it's like a normal gun I mean it doesn't have unlimited uh, unlim it doesn't have an unlimited clip it's got unlimited ammo 
you need to reload the clip once it's finished. You know, it's simple as that. But uh <coughs> um but obviously the main thing in the game is that you have to upgrade your weapons um to get the most out of them and also get the most capabilities in it the most amount in your clip you know capacity and whatnot and also the you know to boost up its power as well i mean you can boost up a shotgun uh power to a you know from a c to a c plus you know or uh you know some of the more fast fast rapid uh, guns like the machine gun you know make it a little you know upgrade it so it's a little more powerful uh, there is a way of getting unlimited ammo on those guns. Uh, it's by S-ranking every single chapter in hard mode, and it's bad enough. It's bad enough on normal mode for me, so I have no chance in hell of getting, um, you know, S-ranks for um, uh, on hard. There's no chance in hell for me. So in my in my terms, it's actually completed. I've actually completed the game. In my terms, anyway. I mean, uh, I haven't fully 100% completed it. Like, gotten S ranks on every single fucking, um, you know, uh, mission on every single difficulty. Hell no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to strain myself anymore. Uh, so, um, that's pretty much it. Uh, so... Overall, if you're a hardcore Resident Evil fan, I suggest you get this. Um, it does work as an arcade real shooter, almost, but not 100%. I mean, it's not it's not really what Resident Evil is, but it does uh, kind of like you know do it pretty well. I mean, uh, Resident Evil as a whole is like uh, if you're new to the series and you've played four, get this game for the Wii. I mean, if you got Resident Evil 4 for the Wii, then fantastic, get this for the Wii. Get Chronicles for the Wii, because that way it'll give you a brief summary of how the game all started back in the day. But uh, if you don't want to be like that and you want to find the actual originals, go find the originals. I mean, uh, Zero and the remake of 1 was on the GameCube, so if you find those, you'll be able to play it on the Wii. Also, 2 and 3 were... Uh, ported onto the GameCube as well, so if you find those, lucky to you. <coughs> but, um, so yeah, overall, um, uh, overall in my kind of uh, uh, review, it's a good game. I suggest renting it first, and then once you get, you know, one, if you're liking it a little bit, Get, uh, buy the game. I mean, it's only £35 uh, in your generic game stores, uh, especially mine, but uh, I I think it's definitely worth it. I, I think it's definitely a worth to buy for this Christmas, so definitely go get it. If you're into Resident Evil, and you're 15, of course, uh, 15 rated game people, uh, have to look out for you people, but hey, Resident Evil is a kick-ass game. Um, Although it's very short. It also has like two player modes as well. So if you've got a friend, you know, get them into into the game as well. That will be fantastic. Two player action, sweet. But uh, if it's only one player, then you'll kind of get bored. And then, you know, <coughs> you won't, you'll never need to touch it again. 
But hey, doesn't matter. Uh, oh yes, <laughs> so yeah. Overall, uh, Resident Evil, Umbrella Chronicles, yay or nay? Mm, yay, I would say. So yeah, good work. Uh, right. Um, also, Sky Shark was talking about. Uh, in the terms of like S ranks, he was actually going on about him getting an S rank on Crisis City. In, in case you haven't listened to pr- past episodes of Turbo Drive Live, I probably have the biggest e penis of being that I completed Sonic the Hedgehog on Xbox 360 in two weeks. Yes, two fucking weeks. Two weeks of agonizing deaths and chaos and whatnot. And I S-ranked every fucking ga- uh, level in that fucking game. That disaster. You know. Skyshark knows it. Everyone on my friends list knows it. And, you know, so I have a bigger E-penis than any of you bastards on Sonic the Hedgehog. I can tell you that. You know, it took so long to do that fucking game. And, you know, eventually got it. So there. Any t- any tips on the silver medals? A tip that S- Sonny gave uh, Sonny, who's a big fan of the show as well, gave me this tip: if you turn off the music and you you know you put and you turn up your speakers and whatnot, basically, you know, uh, listen out, listen out for the sounds, listen out for the kind of like the silver silver medals kind of make make, and that's in all the levels. And also, one other thing, always destroy every single enemy in that game. Every single one of them. Because I know there's one on uh, for Sonic in, um, I think it was like, uh, the you know, the volcano one. I for- I've forgotten what its name. Uh, you know, the one that's in the future uh, with the lava and everything. Basically... When you're going down that like spiral down to the gold ring, there's about three enemies on that. Uh, I flame core. That's it. There's about three enemies on that thing. Kill them, and you get the and you'll get the medal. But if you don't, you know, if you if you've got all the abilities in the game, like you bought all Sonic's abilities, like the gems, uh, be sure to go. You know, uh, if you miss them. If you like miss them and you've you know to, you can always go always you can always go back up, which is no problem. But anyway, that's my tip uh, sent to you. <coughs> uh, but anyway, moving on. Right. Okay. Um, moving on. Uh, right. Now I'll play a song. I'll play a request. Actually, I'll play the only request that was sent to me, or well, one of the requests that was sent to me, and uh, I'll get. Then I'll play. Um, the interview. Yes, the interview that I had earlier on this week with a very special legendary man who I totally who I think is an absolute 
evil genius. <laughs> I wouldn't say evil, but he's a genius anyway, but uh, he's fantastic. So uh, be sure to listen to the interview and uh, enjoy the show. So uh, here we go. We've got two requests to get us to the interview. We've got uh, Spring Stadium Act 1 uh, from uh, Sonic 3D Blast for the Genesis version, requested by D'Artagnan. And uh, the other one being Ice Cap Zone Act 1 from Sonic 3 and Knuckles, uh, requested by Sky Shark. Okay, thanks very much, people. Um, I'll be back later on uh, to end the show. But uh, here are those two requests. And then right after that, we'll have the interview that happened. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy every minute of it. So uh, enjoy the rest of the show, people. Thank you very much. And this is Turbo Drive Live. This is Turbo for Turbo Drive Live, Second Sonic Radio. Enjoy the enjoy the request and enjoy the show. Sweet. Also, there's got to be another request for it. Um, was it uh, Eggman's secret base theme from uh, Sonic Adventure 2 as well, requested by Ari as well. So after those three songs, it'll be straight into the interview. Thank you very much. Actually, Keys the Ruin is actually uh, the Pyramid Cave, uh, which is Sonic's level. But anyway, never mind. Moving on. Uh, keep listening to the songs. Sorry. Sorry. 
Sorry for disturbing your peace and quiet and whatnot. Ah, who cares?
Hello everybody on Turbo Drive Live. This is Turbo here, um, aka John Finley. Um, and in this little recorded session that you're uh, hearing from the past. Ooh. Oh, and by the way, uh, by the way, John, uh, don't forget. Uh, you know, wind your watch. Yeah, wind your watch. Yeah, cool. Um, right now, uh, with me at this moment of time, I have um, a very, 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 very special guest with me right now and uh, many uh, many of you know know him many of you love him many of you hate him but uh, you know he's um, he's a very good uh, producer director and whatnot on the internet but he is more famously to be the character uh, the character of person or like you know the guy who created this character which I'm gonna play a theme song about this character listen to this Gonna take you back to the past To play the shitty games that suck ass He'd rather have a buffalo Take a diarrhea dump in his ear He'd rather eat the rotten asshole Of a roadkill skunk and down it with beer He's the angriest gamer you've ever heard He's the angry Nintendo nerd. He's the angry Atari Sega nerd. He's the angry video game nerd. When you turn on your TV, make sure it's tuned to channel 3. He's got a nerdy shirt and a pocket pouch. Although I've never seen him write anything down. He's got a power glove and a filthy mouth Armed with his effort, he will tear these games down He's the angriest gamer you've ever heard He's the angry Nintendo nerd He's the angry Atari Sega nerd He's the angry video game nerd He plays the worst games of all time Horrible abominations of mankind They make him so mad he could spit Or say cowabunga Cow a fucking piece of dog, dog shit They rip you off and don't care one bit But this nerd he doesn't forget it Why can't a turtle swim? Why can't I land the plane? They got a quick buck for this shitload of fuck the characters' names are wrong. Why the password so long? Why don't the weapons do anything? He's the angriest gamer you've ever heard. The game sucks so bad he makes up his own words. He's the angriest, most pissed off gaming nerd. He's the angry Atari, Amiga, CDI, ColecoVision, and Television, Sega, Neo Geo, TurboGrafx, 16, Odyssey, 3DO, Commodore, Nintendo, Nerd. He's the angry video game nerd. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I have with me, as my very, very special guest for this time being, James Rolfe. A.K.A. the angry video game nerd. Welcome, James. How are you? 
It's very, How's it going? It's fantastic you're on the show. This is a big thing uh, for, the, for you know, SSR as a whole and, you know, the Sonic community as a whole as well. And it's, it's a pleasure. It's an absolute legendary pleasure to actually see <laughs> awesome. you here, you know, or, well, have you on uh, this uh, segment. But uh, great. it's great to have you here. How are you doing, James? It's, hey, you know. I'm pretty good. You know, listening to the song, it was like getting me in character almost. <laughs> getting me all ready. That's cool. So, um, yeah, it's uh, fantastic you're uh, here and uh, you're doing good and whatnot. Um, and uh, basically, we're just got, uh, you know, we're just going to be firing some questions that, uh, you know, some some related to, you know, your character, the Angry Video Game Nerd, and also some of, uh, you know, uh, your other works as well, and also kind of like likes and dislikes. And uh, obviously, there will be a couple of uh, Sonic-related stuff there as well, you know, hint, hint. Being at Sonic, oh, yeah. uh, Sega Sonic Radio, and all, but um, but uh, to start us off, um, uh, James, you know, um, the one question that always gets started off at the interview: How did this all happen? Not just angry video game nerd in uh, you know at the start, but everything, you know, your you know your filmmaking career and you know everything that's led up, you know, before angry video game nerd. What what were you doing beforehand? Hmm. Uh, it's funny because, I mean, yeah, that is a really common question, but uh, it's also the longest one to answer, so I always tend to give different versions of it. I mean, you know, different, uh, like, abbreviations of the whole story. Uh, but, uh, you know, I started off, I was just doing all kinds of videos and everything uh, just since I was a child. And um, then, uh, you know, uh, I, I was always a, a video game fan, and I guess the idea was really brewing in the long run because uh I actually used to make some videos where I would review games when I was like uh like ten years old and you know it was really weird to you know I I did a whole lot of things but then um after college uh I just did a couple videos um of the angry nerd and I like you know put a lot of swearing in them and I just made them you know just just real funny and in the beginning, I didn't really think that many people would even be interested in old games, you know, would just look at it and be like, all right, well, why is he ranting on all these old games? I mean, this is just stupid. And uh, a couple of my friends saw it and thought it was really hilarious. And um, it just sort of, uh, it originally just existed on like a VHS tape and I made some copies of it. I gave them out to some friends and stuff, and everybody just thought it was hilarious and said, you got to do some more. And finally I did. I did another one just to cap it off as a trilogy, and that's when it hit the Internet and first put it on my website, then um, on the YouTube, and then on Screw Attack, and the rest is history. Yeah, um, the rest is literally history, and um, by God, it <laughs> have, have been a, a long history. I mean... Um, this all started back in uh, 2006, I believe, and uh, yeah, it's well, the first two videos were actually in 2004, oh. but nobody would see them until two years later. <laughs> oh well, there you go, vintage, vintage uh, footage there. You know, it's fantastic. But um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's been that long since uh, you kind of like uh, had the idea and whatnot. But of course, everyone, every hardcore. Uh, fan of your videos all remember you being the angry Nintendo nerd. 
uh, at the start. Yeah. Now, uh, obviously, a lot of uh, people were kind of like uh, asking after you made the name change, what was the full story? Many people were saying, that, oh, it was a legal uh, legacy, you know, uh, problem that you know you you didn't have the license to actually use the mm-hmm. Nintendo name, or uh, basically because you were moving on to other formats, you had to change it to fit this character. What was the true story behind that? Uh, that's all about right. Um, uh, also, you could think of the angry video game nerd as like the umbrella. It's just the name that sort of encompasses all. Like, I'm still angry Nintendo nerd, Atari nerd, you know, all that. Uh, so, it's kind of like, it was more generic and it seemed like, like if I would have went back, I would have called myself that from the beginning, but also from the beginning I had no idea how far it would go. Uh, in fact, the first two videos didn't have a title whatsoever. The third one, uh, which was the Karate Kid video, I put the Angry Nintendo Nerd Presents on there because I thought it would be funny. And I had no idea the name would really stick. It's the name I came up with in like uh, like 10 seconds or, or less. <laughs> well, <laughs> but it's, it's funny. It, well, obviously, thinking on your feet, man. And, uh, you know, that's uh, the way industry works is that you have to think on your feet and you know whatnot, but uh, you did it. You pulled it off very well. It's made you very <laughs> super popular, and uh, has uh, totally you know made a namesake on you on the internet. I mean, you've you've got like th- millions and millions of fans across the world. I believe you know. Uh, I mean, you've got so many hits on YouTube, so many hits on uh, ScrewTac and you know GameTrailers.com uh, as well. You know, it's just an absolute mass uh, mass uh, <laughs> kind of like explosion. As such. Yeah, um, a mess of a masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so uh, in in light into all this, has this actually, you know, you know, fixated your kind of like, you know, uh, future life? Has this, you know, sorted this out for yourself in terms of like, you know, uh, you know, me, uh, like money, uh, money making? That's also another question. Are you actually making money off of these videos? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's doing pretty good. Oh, well, that's cool. Uh, but, uh, we'll see I, where it goes uh, from I, I, here. So, uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I make all kinds of movies. And then uh, at first, uh, when, you know, the Angry Nintendo Nerd was uh, starting to blow up, I was, like, really confused by it. I was like, wait a minute. I, I spent much less time on this than I did anything else. And then this is the one that actually got popular. But uh, from there, I just started to really, you know, enjoy making them because – People enjoy watching them, and uh, you know, so that's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Um, moving uh, moving into the angry video game nerd now. Um, obviously, there ha- there have been video. Uh, I've watched pretty much all your videos, and uh, possibly all my listeners have lis- uh, seen your videos as well. Um, and I can tell you that the, uh, you know a couple of uh, things I can definitely tell you. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the NES does fucking suck. I'm telling you now, I was bad enough to actually buy it on the virtual console on the Nintendo Wii, and I, I just hated it. It's, like, it's mm. absolutely shit, and you know it better than anyone. Everyone knows now, and obviously, just, fine, <laughs> just bottom line it quickly right now. What do you think of ter- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES, NES Go? Oh wow! Let's see. Well, uh, um, I remember it being one of the most frustrating games I ever played. <laughs> um, it was uh, 
like you play it, it's, it's cool. You know, you're playing it, you know, you're just a side scroller, you're going around and you're killing people with the katana blades and, you know, nunchucks or whatever. And, uh, it's like, yeah, it's Ninja Turtles. But then you get to certain parts in the game and you're just like, oh, what the fuck? What am I doing? And, so, and then, <laughs> like, uh, like the Technodrome, like if you actually make it that far, it's like the Technodrome just keeps disappearing and, uh, you, it, you have to keep like finding out where it is and it just goes on and on forever. Um, I don't know. I haven't actually played the game in all seriousness in a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, probably the last time I actually popped in was for the review. Of course. <laughs> but when I, yeah, when I did that, um, you know, it's like, how long are you really going to sit there and try at it? And I remember there being one part in the sewer where there's a really low jump and you keep hitting your head and falling in the water and when you fall in the water you, you have to pretty much start the level all over again um and then of course in the the review i was doing the part where like you you can't jump over that one jump but you have to just walk straight over it and actually i don't i don't even know if this is true but i think i also noticed that you can only walk across it with michelangelo I don't know. Even though there's hardly any difference with any of the turtles, uh, all the controls are the same. You know, the only difference is really the weapons. But I think there's actually like slight little differences in the jumps. So oh. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, that is, I, I can definitely tell you. It's like that that sequence you've just said there. That's the point I'm always stuck on, and I can never, ever get past it at all. So that's why I've just truly just left it to stay on my Wii. Never to be touched ever again, and uh, you know, just, like rot in my system for the all eternity. Um, yeah, but um, but obviously you've done like a lot of reviews on a lot of games, um, and uh, you know more famously you've done has been like uh, the kind of like uh, horror movie. Uh, versions like uh, with Nightmare oh, yeah. on Elm Street, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, and just recently uh, Halloween and uh, Texas Chainsaw Max- Massacre, and obviously those those kind of like obviously not the games but the genres are very close <coughs> to your heart. And uh, how 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 can you you know reiterate to that to the uh, the fans is that how your love for the horror genre? Okay. Um. Well, I I'll never forget uh, when I was in uh, you know when I when I was in in school like you know like like around like you know six to ten years old uh, there's a library in my school that was it was a really small library and it had a lot of really old books that you know it was just one of those libraries that just never got updated and they had um, these books from the late 70s and early 80s and they were uh, by Ian Thorne and published by Crestwood House and they were all about the classic monsters and it was like they were just these big like orange books and there was one um, by uh, you know like there's one on like King Kong and one on Dracula and then one on Godzilla or the Blob and uh, I would read these books and Basically, they were written for kids almost, but they had great pictures in them, like still, you know, stills from the movies, and basically summarizing like the movie. But as I'd read them, I would sort of, I haven't, you know, not having seen the movie, I would like imagine the movie in my head and just imagine what it was like, almost like like a director interpreting a screenplay and trying to envision it, you know, how 
how you'd shoot it and everything. So that's when I started getting interested in making movies and stuff. And then I started actually finding these movies because back then it wasn't that easy. It was like uh, you had to find a video store that actually had a copy and there wasn't the internet or anything. There was really no way to, to find them. So when I, whenever I did find one of these movies, it was like it was like a treasure. It was like, you know, really exciting. And I'd watch them and, you know, it just it, they blew me away. It was just like... What interested me the most about like the classic, you know, universal horror movies was just like the uh, the black and white photography and the fog and the full moons just creating this whole fantasy element, this like foreboding atmosphere. So, I'm watching them and then I started to want to make my own and of course I was in other things too. I'm in the like uh, martial arts flicks and comedy and uh science fiction, you know. I basically just spent a lot of time watching movies and you know, Every, everything I tend to do sort of reflects that my my love of movies. So yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Like, um, right. Okay. Let's uh, go into a couple of other things just now. Now, obviously, uh-huh. in um, in one of your videos. Now, this is I don't know if I'm the only person who's actually seen this, but in <laughs> your um, what was it your Texas Chainsaw Massacre review? Uh, in the scene where you're up with the you know the guy with banjo. And there's the big pile of games there, and I see out of the very, very corner of my eye a copy of <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog on the Master System. Now, yeah, is that is is that one of your is that a very bad Sonic game? Do you think on your personal part, or what is your worst Sonic game? <laughs> well, being that uh, the same game was on the Genesis, pretty much the same game, right, on the Mega Drive. Well, it was almost the same game, and it's like it was just different, different in kind of graphics and uh, gameplay. Well, kind of gameplay because the uh, controls on the Master System w- was pretty different to what the Genesis, uh, Genesis Mega Drive version was. So, um, mm. you know, but you know. Um, Many people obviously didn't like uh, the Master System ver- version, although I grew up with the Master System version first, which was kind of sad. But um, mm. um, and I had like one and two, and uh, I just uh, and I obviously with myself, I hated Sonic the Hedgehog two because it was just so damn hard. You literally <laughs> was just like you know, almost breaking the controller in half. So yeah. um So is that is that one of you? Uh, is that your worst all-time Sonic game, or is there another game you've played in the past or remember off hmm. the top of your head being the worst so- Sonic game? Besides all the 3D ones, of course, because we already we all yeah. uh, suggested that, uh, you know, the 3D Sonic games, yeah, we know, some of them suck, some of them are okay, some of them are not up to par, but obviously the 2D games, great, fix, uh, it's great, fantastic, but... Oh, yeah. In your own eyes, what's your fir- worst? Well, in fact, actually, let's have one of your best and one of your worst Sonic games. Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, you know, I actually tell you the truth. Um, well, it might be the Master System version uh, being the worst. Uh, I mean, that's actually interesting. Uh, like, had I been you and played that one first, then I would have felt like I'd been like promoted to the you know the 16-bit one. But, um. I almost like I played the Master System version later, and then when I did, I was like, uh, you know, 
I was just, all right, why do I need this game? Like, I just don't need to have it. Um, and uh, I actually really liked the second one a lot. Um, I remember I used to play it with my sister a lot, and she used to always be Tails, and or I'd make her be Tails, I guess. <laughs> and uh, she hated it because I just keep running, and then you know you'd the second player would basically like disappear, and then he would come in with that like spinning tail thing, yeah, flying you know? in from the sky like yeah. a chopper. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, no, no offense to all the Tails fans, all 100 people of you, uh, <laughs> but uh, Tails does suck sometimes. Sorry, Xbox. <laughs> I know Xbox would be probably listening to this, uh, this, but sorry, man. Tails fans don't get a lot of respect. <laughs> sorry, man. But anyway, continue. Yeah. Uh, I like the uh, the Sonic CD version was actually pretty good, too. Um but uh, I know I know you did actually say that in uh, your Sega CD review, um, saying that that was the only, uh, the only good game on that uh, format. And uh, you're right, it was um, one of the um, good classics of the Sonic series. You're definitely right. On oh that. yeah. Oh, what about uh, Sonic Rush on the DS? Um, that, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's a First on its handheld, yeah, it's like Sonic uh, going back to its root, going back to its roots and everything like that. So um, yeah, Sonic Rush was a great uh, game. So yeah, but um, but uh, obviously that's your best and uh, best and worst uh, Sonic games out uh, out of the way there. Um, now let's move on to something possibly a little more dear to your heart. Now. Um, I don't. I don't know if you've been keeping up with the media uh, or games media, but uh, did you know about the new Ghostbusters game? Oh yeah, oh, I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, uh, you know it's that they're getting all the uh, the original guys together yeah. uh, for the you know well not together but you know for the voices like they're all gonna uh, you know l- lend their voices to the game and. Uh, like the movie wouldn't be too far off then. I mean, it, it's a possibility. It's like one little ounce of possibility. Yeah, I mean, that, at this point, I don't even think it's even necessary. But you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, with me, I'm also a big Ghostbusters fan as well. Um, I've, you know, I've got the t-shirt, I've got the DVDs, I've got the special edition uh, two disc uh, set uh, of both the first and. Well, the first and the second one combined with a couple of extra features, and hmm. um, I'm a big f- fan. And I was kind of like, you know, uh, I was totally agreeing with you with the kind of like the umpteen sequels of the uttermost crap that gets produced in Hollywood right now. I mean, uh, yeah. like you said, with uh, some franchises like Free Willy and Santa Claus <laughs> and God knows what, it's just absolutely, you're, you're you're totally right there, and they should make a, a Ghostbusters 3, and now with the announcement of this game being done by, uh, written by the actual writers of the movie, it's just totally opened up the door to a possible, uh, you know, third movie to make a trilogy, which would be fantastic. And, uh, you know, my uh, my hopes go into that project totally. Um yeah. Right. So uh, you know, I actually had a uh, I had a cameo in a in a Ghostbusters film just recently. Oh yeah, I did see that as well. I um, which was very well done actually. It was like yeah, very very, spe- very uh, well done uh, movie and also like uh, well done special effects as well, which was fantastic. Even though, uh, even though it was kind of uh, was it low budget at all? 
Oh uh, yeah, it was pretty low budget. Yeah, um, but, uh, but yeah, it's pretty bit. awesome the, you know, the, how they put so much effort into it. Uh, like a lot of fan films get made like that, but it's it's like you know it's like you, you don't profit off of the idea. You're doing it just for your love of the movie. It's uh, it's really a lot of commitment. Uh, so, you know, the love of Ghostbusters definitely showed in it, and uh, it was pretty cool to be in it. Yeah. Uh, also, I know a lot of other. Uh, I know a lot of other things that you've uh, been kind of like uh, related to uh, just now. Obviously, you, um, on your actual website, you have actually have like links of all the other media that's been related to you, and like you know articles and uh, appearances and cameos, like you know in that uh, Return of the Ghostbusters uh, film that was done. Uh, but one that's uh, pretty recent on there is. Uh, Opie and Anthony, uh, yeah, <laughs> with their talking of the your one of your videos, the Atari porn <laughs> yeah. video, and uh, well, that was the second time actually I've gotten a recording from from them because uh, they did one earlier uh, where it was like where I, I guess they were first finding out about me uh, and uh, they were talking about like the sticker on my TV <laughs> that there was an Opie and Anthony sticker and uh, uh, what what else was like they talked about, like the Top Gun review and the Back to the Future one. Oh, oh. <laughs> classics! But, but they're they are what uh, the media needs to. Uh, you know, those people there, they're good in media, like being on the radio and whatnot. They people like them, you know, should you know, pro, uh, you know, be like that and actually, you know, show, showing off your fantastic reviews and whatnot, and you know, just. Openly, just go all out, and you know, obviously, uh, I, know, I I did hear the other one as well, the first one that was uh, you put onto your site, and then I heard the second one, and it's like, oh, fantastic, this is just great. So, um, <laughs> so that's cool. Uh, now, um, just to wrap things up, uh, I know, uh, obviously, you're making a lot of money on this, but obviously, just re- uh, just recently, just now on ScrewAttack.com. Uh, the Angry Video Game Nerd DVD Volume One is oh, yeah. uh, been released, and um, can you talk a little bit about it just now? Oh sure, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it was like the fans wanted it for you know a long time, and uh, you know it took a little longer than expected to get it out, but it's out and uh, it's it's selling. It's selling fast. Defin- definitely, <laughs> so, it's actually sold out twice on ScrewAttack.com. Which yeah, is fantastic. I believe. I mean, uh, also myself, I have actually purchased my copy of the DVD, and it's gonna be shipping to me hopefully in the next two to three weeks. So, oh nice! So um, if I do get a package with a screw attack on the on the package, I'm gonna be like, hell yeah! I've got the DVD. <laughs> I've got all the spe- because it's got also got like a, a couple of special features that um, you know that are just. Want, wanting to be have by any, yeah. any video game nerd fan and also uh, like you said in, in one of your YouTube videos as well promoting the DVD that it's got ex- uh, different uh, kind of like alternate footage and whatnot. and as my mobile phone is going off uh, which is just not good uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so many distractions said, that's what happens on Turbo Drive Live even on <laughs> 15 um, you know uh, recorded uh you know shows, but yeah, the Angry Video Game Nerd uh, DVD Volume One. Obviously, that's Volume One. When's 
you know, when's the other vo- volumes going to be coming out? Is yeah. it going to be coming out Actually, later you know what was really interesting was that uh, it actually was going to be volume one and two because it's two discs. Um, oh, yes, each disc is like full, too. It's like two hours on each uh, DVD, so four hours total. But uh, uh, it was going to be volume one, volume two. And by the time Volume 2 was all ready and everything, and then we just kind of, you know, we just released them together. Uh, You know, it made more sense. But the discs, the individual discs still say Volume 1, Volume 2, even though on the spine it's Volume 1. So the whole thing is Volume 1, but it contains 1 and 2. So next (laughs) one is probably going to be like... uh, How about we just say, like, uh, it's Volume 1... And one A. <laughs> like yeah, like the next one is going to be like volume a. B and volume three and a half or something. <laughs> I guess. Well, that's cool. But uh, obviously, we are ex- going to expect uh, more DVDs coming out soon, uh, possibly in the near future, uh, because it's just it, it's so wanting the you know the first uh, DVD set that you've just released, and I bet you're going. This is just a money making machine. Uh, money making machine. In its own right, but it, in a good way. It's a money-making machine in a good way. It's not something that we're. It's not uh, a product that we're buying and uh, for the hype of it. And it's you know, it's uh, just gonna end up like a pile of shit. But no, this is the angry video game nerd DVD for Christ's sake. This is much <laughs> better. This is much better than than the Sonic Underground DVD box set. I can tell you now, it's better than that. So, um, you know, uh, if you don't know what Sonic Underground is, um, James, it's 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 an absolutely terrible Sonic animation cartoon series. It's absolutely terrible. Do not watch it. It's just fa- it's wow. awful. Okay. It's absolutely right. awful. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, definitely, um, you know, when it gets back into stock, again, you know, go go get it from ScrewTac.com. Um you know, it's it's a must-have for any angry video game uh, nerd fan who has a credit card or a debit card. So uh, you know, uh, be sure to get it because I did. <laughs> uh, and oh, obviously, and obviously, I'll do a Turbo's first impressions of it, uh, which is my review segment of the show. If you uh, obviously don't listen to the show that often, but uh, I might do a Turbo's first impressions when I get it. You never know. Okay. Uh, but obviously, reviewing a reviewer's DVD. You know, might be a little uh, touch and go, but uh, we'll, see, we'll see. We'll see. You know, might need. Seems to get like it's being done uh, <laughs> quite a bit. I mean, I don't know if it, uh, how many people actually have it right now who are going to do that, but you know, yeah, well, we'll see. Oh, oh well then. Um, right. Uh, the guy who did uh, my menus did a really good job. Oh, and oh. Uh, you might, uh, you might, uh, if you want, you can uh, do a couple of like shoutouts and thanks or special thanks to. Whoever was doing anything, any, anything at all, that could be your videos and sure. whatnot. And uh, you know, so go ahead. Here's your time. Oh sure, thanks. Uh, yeah, everybody who helped with the DVD. Like, since I don't have a list in front of me, I don't really remember. But everybody who helped make the DVD and get it out, thanks a lot because uh, that really helped. Um, so yeah, you're awesome. And uh, uh, you know, all the fans for supporting the nerd. You know, keep it up, and you'll keep getting videos coming out. Uh, so I appreciate the support, and uh, yeah, everybody make happy. Everybody. <laughs> oh come on, James! Uh, you have to swear at least once. 
<laughs> he's like, oh, ha- oh, yeah, have a fucking good night. Thank you very much. But uh, no. Um, have a good fucking night. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. Um, so that's great. Um, I know it's uh, it's going over the 30-minute mar- mark, which is well over our t- uh, target. But uh, it's great. Yeah, it's to, all good. Uh, it's fantastic that you're here on um, doing this recorded interview for Second Sonic Radio and Turbo Drive Live. Thank you very much, James. Hope uh, hope you uh, do more videos in the future. Um, uh, is there gonna be more videos in the future? Quick question. Yeah. Damn right. Damn straight. So um, <laughs> thanks very much. Um, we're gonna be cutting o- uh, cu- cutting away uh, with uh, another music track, uh, which is the remix version of uh, the Angry Video Game Nerd uh, theme, uh, done by I believe it was uh, Dustin. Uh, Dustin Asumetli. I can't. I can't pronounce his last name, but uh, you'll you'll uh, you'll like it. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not good with it either. Yeah. Hi. So, uh, um, thanks very much for listening to the record uh, recorded interview. Thanks very much for James Rolf. You know, uh, do well in the future and kick some ass and you know talk uh, talk about the bitchy games and whatnot. And hopefully, if you ever get a chance. Review uh, Sonic uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 1, if you ever have a chance, on the Master System. Because uh, that might be a good one. Or Sonic Adventure 2, even. Uh, no, Sonic, okay. Sonic, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on the Master System, even. That's that's what I meant. So, anyway. Thanks very much. And uh, enjoy the rest of the show. And uh, here's uh, Dustin with uh, the Angry Video Game Nerd re- uh, Remix. Enjoy, people. He's gonna take you back to the past He's gonna take you back to the past He plays some shitty games that suck ass He'd rather have a buffalo
Hey people, and welcome back to the live section of Turbo Drive Live with me with the crooked voice. Yes, uh, that was the Angry Video Game Nerd interview. Uh, I really, really, it was fantastic uh, talking to James Rolfe. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the interview as well. All 30 minutes of craptacular <laughs> Turbo doing his best. But <laughs> no, James Rolfe is a legend. I, He's fantastic. He's a great guy. He's uh fantastic uh don't forget to check check out his sites um you know you can check out his uh main uh angry video game nerd website which is cinemasker.com uh, forward slash angry uh, avgn forward slash nez underscore nerd uh, dot, uh you know it's all there you know all his videos is uh, also, the comics that are done for the Angry Video Game Nerd is my all the links to his uh, things is MySpace, his YouTube, uh, also the various other links including ScrewAttack.com, you know www.ScrewAttack.com, and you know what he does there. Uh, also, GameTrailers.com, he also does, and also, of course, Cinemassacre.com as well is uh, main website for uh, whatnot. So. Uh, uh, go ahead, check him out. You know, uh, it's James Rolfe, dudes. You know, angry video game nerd. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, excuse me. So sorry about my throat. Uh, but anyway, uh, I like special thanks to uh, James Rolfe for uh, having the time to, you know, um, you know, have some fun. You know, talk about some stuff and uh, being all right kick-ass guy he's a fantastic guy to talk to you know no matter what you're talking about whether it be his you know angry video game nerd character or anything about like you know current games whatsoever he's he's a great laugh he's he's fantastic so he's a sweet uh, swell bloke so and uh yeah so cool um <coughs> excuse me so i hope you enjoy that uh, it's coming up to the last couple of minutes of the show, so I'll be needing to end it up pretty soon. Um, I hope you, d um, you know, uh, so, you know, basically, the reason why it was recorded is basically, he had, James Rolfe, he's a very busy guy, he does a lot of things, he, he he's constantly on the go, he hasn't really had, have any time to do any you know, he he doesn't have time to relax, so really it was pretty rare for me to actually get hold of him and actually get a chance to interview him for Sega Sonic Radio and Turbo Drive Live. So, uh, so it was it's, it was a real honor for me to be able to accept his time and not hopefully <laughs> hopefully not wasting his time. I mean, it'll be it's it would suck if it, if I actually had a chance to actually waste his time. Um, <laughs> you know, so but James, if you actually are listening to this, James. I hope I didn't waste your time uh, in any of this and whatnot. And uh, you know, I hope, hope um, you know everything goes well for you in the future. I mean, yeah, you gotta be doing more videos. I know you gotta be. I know you've gotta be doing loads of other projects. So uh, from myself and everyone in Sega Sonic Radio, I hope you hope you do well in the future. Hope you continue on doing this for years, and years, and years to come. I know you're a huge success. Uh, and it'll be continuing. It'll be a continuing success. I guarantee it. It's gonna be a continuing success because the nerd will not die. Simple as that. So anyway, um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Sorry. Um, 
so anyway, uh, it's coming to the end of the show. Uh, I need to clear up some things now, so uh, time for me to wrap it up. Um, don't forget, we've got uh, on Sunday uh, coming. Up, well, later on today, depending on where you're living. Um, on Sunday, you've got uh, um, uh, second, like, um, the Sonic Hour with uh, Dreadnoughts and Rory Eye. Roar Eye Black, um, who apparently didn't do his uh, Tiger's Eye show on Friday, which was a p- bit weird. I don't know why, so we'll probably get a reason on Sonic Hour, hour, uh, hour this Sunday. Uh, also, we have Tea Time with uh, T-Bird, uh, Adam, uh, there uh, doing his show straight after Sonic Hour. And the Sonic Hour is on uh, 6 p.m. and Tea Time's on 7 p.m. Sunday, so Grinch Bead Time, of course. Um, then on the Tuesday we've got Randomless Strikes with uh, JJ Forever uh, <coughs> uh, back again uh, starting at 10pm I believe uh, being a, it's uh, pretty later for him uh, um, uh, what was it uh, I can't remember uh Oh yeah, uh, Dark Noise with uh, the Extra Show. Uh, curr- currently, it's called the Extra Show uh, on uh, um, on the Thursday now. And of course, Iceman with the Cold Hard Facts. Now, obviously, so, uh, D'Artagnan's just saying that Iceman is doing shows every other week. I think. Well, apparently, he's put himself down as every week. So really, he's actually, you know. Um, uh, you know, it's like, you know, he, he's completely random, so really, he needs to clean up, really, or else he's got to be fired. <laughs> it's not it's not my decision, it's Rory's. <coughs> so, you know, so, uh, be sure to tune in. Uh, you know, so, anyway, Moving on, whatever. Um, so yeah, it's now just hit hit uh, the two hour mark. I need to pick a song to clear out the song, uh, uh, clear out the 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 kind of like week or whatever. So I'll just need to quickly grab a song to kill kill time. Uh, hopefully. Um, I think seeing that we kind of like <coughs> ended on a kind of rock tune, but uh it will we'll end on a rock tune as well. Yeah. We gotta finish off with uh, the show with uh, Tenacious D with Kickapoo from the Pick a Destiny soundtrack, uh, the movie soundtrack. So I hope you enjoyed the show. Hope you enjoyed the rest of my shows. Obviously, I'll be back next uh, next week at 11 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. You know, if you want to tune in again. Um, and of course, uh, just to announce a little thing, there are Christmas specials coming up, and I do have a Christmas special. Uh, on the 23rd, I believe, uh, 22nd, I think, is that 22nd or 23rd, uh, that's no, t- 22nd, and, uh, I'll have, uh, a very special guest with me, uh, or a co-host even, 
I've got a co-host, uh, Bina of the head of SSR himself, Rory, um, who's going to be helping me on uh, the 22nd for our Christmas special uh, of uh, Turbo Drive Live and the Raccoon Zone as well. So hope you stay tuned. Uh, hope you tune into that later on in the month. But until then, and until next week, it's goodbye from me, Turbo, for another night. So here is Tenacity with Kickapoo. Thank you very much. Good night, everybody. Nighty night. A long ass fucking time ago in a town called Kickapoo, they lived a humble family, religious through and through. But yay, there was a black sheep, and he knew just what to do. His name was young JP, and he refused to step in line. A vision he did see of fucking rocking all the time. He wrote a tasty jam, and all the planets did align. Oh, the dragon's balls were blazing as I stepped into his cave. Then I sliced his fucking cockles with a long and shiny blade. Twas I who fucked the dragon, fuck a lysing, fuck a loo. And if you try to fuck with me, then I shall fuck you too. Gotta get it on in the party zone. I got to shoot a load in the party zone. Gotta lick a toad in the party zone.
hunger in his heart And he journeyed far and wide to find the secrets of his art But in the end he knew that he would find his counterpart listening. Tune in next week for more Turbo Drive Live, only on Sega Sonic Radio, the number one source for Sonic music. See you later!